Hawthorne fans, as we await the start of the 2023 season, Matt, Chris and Tim sat down with their predictions of who will be in Hawthorne's best 23 by the end of the 2023 season. Lots of questions have been posed, lots of players thrown around to work out using our own crystal ball, who will be in our best 23 by the end of season 2023. Make sure to give us a liking and a following on our social media. On your favorite podcast provider, make sure to follow and like. Leave us a five-star rating so that we can help other Hawthorne supporters to engage with the Talking Hawks content. This is the Talking Hawks podcast for the season 2023, best 23 by the end of the year. All right, fans, welcome to Talking Hawks, where we're all about connecting Hawthorne fans from around the world. If you're listening to us on podcast, thanks for joining us. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, leave us a, a review. We love those four, five, let's say five-star reviews. If you are on YouTube, uh, thank you. Join us uh, by subscribing and, and stay tuned to all. Hit the bell so you know all of our content when it's there for you. We want your engagement. We want to hear your thoughts and uh, follow us on all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out all of our good articles on TalkingHawks.com. Today, I am joined by Timmy, who makes his Talking Hawks debut, and Chris, uh, the OG. Uh, we are here to look at the predicted best team. Each of us have brought it to the table by the end of 2023, so... There's the round one team that everyone's thinking about right now. We've put the crystal ball on the table, and this is a bit of an interesting exercise. We want the bragging rights. It's there for the Talking Hawks team. Who's going to nail it? So I'm just going to set the team, boys, and then we'll jump straight in. The scene is we're looking at who we think in terms of player development. There's competition for spots. There's injury history and player resilience who the coaches like, pre-season training form, what we've heard from, you know, little birds and maybe a few chats with players and who we think is going to be in that best team by the year end. Come round 24, 23 games will play out. Who is going to be the clear best team? Uh, you're going to hear our predictions here today. So, Timmy, how are you, bud? You're going well, thanks, Matt. Very nice to be on for the first time. I've, I've done a few of the podcasts, which have been great, and a few articles, but yeah, definitely excited for the uh, the first live stream. Hey, the fans are loving your uh, gravelly tones on the uh, airwaves, and uh, you've done really well with uh, with the pods and the players. The, the club's been very generous, so well done. And Chris, what's happening? Oh, just backing up off a bit of night shift, mate. So I was uh, up till 2 o'clock uh, putting this side together last night. <laughs> For the people, for the people. That's what That's we're it. here for. Wherever you are around the world, this is, uh, yeah, our best intel on the team. So enjoy this conversation. Uh, let's get stuck into it. All right. Conundrums. There's going to be a few, but let's start on the back line. 2023, best team come round 24. Uh why don't you open proceedings, Chris, and as you're up late, let's make it worth your while. Who have you got on that back line, full back line? I think it's 
probably the easiest line to pick. Um, we've got Hardwick, uh, pretty obvious. I think he's had a, a you know, mediocre preseason, but I, th- I think he's a lock. Um, moving across to James Blank, who's just killing it in that position. I, I can't see him moving. He's just a rock. And um, Sam Frost rounding that out. Ooh, all right. Timmy, how right a reply? What have you got? I had the exact same line as Chris had. Now, in terms of Hardwick, I, I heard you say the word mediocre there. Uh, if you only play half a match uh, in both of the scratch matches, it's very hard to actually excel. So I will just put that out there. And if you're coming off a season where you've had uh, 18 goals conceded in your 22 games against the best small forwards in the competition, I think he's he'll excel. Uh, blanket, well, he just looks... As you said, an absolute man mountain down back, which means Frosty doesn't have to take those big gorillas, which will be good. And then having Frosty back in the team, looking forward to seeing a bit of Frostball this season. Love it. Love it. There you go. Oh, well, I'm going to throw a spanner in the works here, boys. I can't can't displace Hardwick at all. Uh, the dozen uh, Smitty talked about uh, he would be the first magnet uh, on the board. Each week, and I can't disagree there. So uh, check out their their preview of round one on the podcast. But uh, yeah, I, I think Frosty is going to just the experience is going to hold him on that uh, in that team. But I've got DGB and and stiff on blank, and uh, I think Frosty's got that capability. I think the back, the, the far back, is going to get that that chemistry right. And uh, DGB, the flexibility to play tall and small. Um, whilst that's what we're hearing, Frosty may be uh, doing a little bit more of this year as well. I think he's just his experience and his voice and whatnot. Um, stiff, stiff for blank. But come the end of round 23, I think DGB is going to keep getting some some games. And uh, that's what we're going to see. So first uh, disagreement there, but uh, it's on the table. So, all right. Halfback line's interesting. Again, we're stacked. We're very stacked. So where do these other, where does the talent go in terms of multi-positional and how does that factor into you? Your thoughts, Chris, half-back line, who you got? Back to me. All right. So look, I, I told you boys I um, did my round one team just to for this exercise. So it is um, it is different to my round one team. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll start off with CJ. I think um, he could play a few different position I'll probably just up on the wing but I've got him in a lock at, at half back I think he's um speed and just just these ball use that he can uh, break lines so I think that's his best position um Sicily also just a lock isn't he down there and Scrimshaw back into the team he's not in my round one team um oh sorry he is but he's on the bench so um yeah Scrimmer at half back I think that's his Best position. I think we might see a few cameos down forward from him this year, but um, yeah, half back for me. Very good. Timmy? Yeah, I'd CJ uh, on one half back flank. I just think you, you can't take away that run that he he shows. And if you go back and have a look at that Collingwood game in the practice match where he took an absolute ripper of a mark, 45 kick that that led us to a shot on goal, I think he's, he's a lock for that position. Sicily can skipper. I, can I ask? On CJ, an interesting one for us. Hearing a little bit of commentary and, and whatnot, it made me think with, with CJ and the ability to play him in different positions, how much thought did you put into CJ possibly in another spot 
in, in end of season? Is is this a year of development? Do we experiment with him, or is he is he a halfback? You know, solidly through the whole season. Yeah, I, I had him as a halfback solidly throughout the whole season. I just think his ability to intercept Mark uh, and then to be able to take off, and we know that Sam Mitchell's game plan is all about taking off, using the ball from the back. And if you've got someone with lightning speed like that, you want him uh, being able to break away and then being able to use the options like Newcomb through the middle to then get that ball going. So I, I had him primarily as a halfback for the, for the whole season, really. Yeah, Chris, I agree. Yep, I totally agree. No, I didn't even really consider, like I said, potentially on a wing, but I think the wings already have five options, so... All right. Well, I heard a little sneaky. Some of what's been tweaked and what we're looking at um, is that ability to move the ball very quickly from that D50. So it does make sense. I I did experiment with the idea, but I just had to leave him there, um, CJ, for what he does bring and that that burst. So um, right at the moment, and we all love CJ, I'm not sure that the poise is going to be established over the next 23 games to play him in other spots and trust that that foot skills um, and the burst. But we need it and, and happy for him to continue to do it. But it's probably if he can, uh, yeah, you just want that forward inside 50, you know, if he's playing up a little bit more. Uh, that for me was not, it's not quite his best. Uh, he's not going to bring as much to the table. So I've got him there as well. But sorry, Timmy, go on. That's all right. Uh, Cic- yeah, Sicily is skipper. Uh, definitely. A lock playing in the uh, the halfback line, and then Jarman Impey. So, from speaking to a few of the players during the podcast, and also going down having a look at training, Impey looks like he's back to his 2019 best. And if we go back and think about that Jarman Impey with that pace, blistering pace, ability to take the game on, uh, being able to read the ball, intercept mark. I, I think you need someone down there with that composure which will be able to help the likes of CJ and, and some of the other younger guys who might get a run through that halfback line. Yeah, brilliant. Is So with Scrimshaw, we've heard he maybe played in other positions this year. You've said maybe up forward, Chris. There's maybe a little bit of mid. There may be a little bit of wing uh, for mine uh, if he's got the fitness. What do you guys think on Scrimshaw through the season where we're going to see him played? Uh, like I said, I, I can see him playing a little bit of forward this season um, and it's just going to be the best mix. Um, I've got Impey starting off the halfback in my round one team and I've found another position for him in the uh, end of season team. So, But I think Scrimshaw is in our best 22, so he's going to be there somewhere. It's just where Sam finds the best uh, position for him to play. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see, yeah, I'd love to see Scrimshaw having a run on the wing. Uh, later on throughout the season, even if it's only for you know ten or fifteen minute bursts throughout a game, but I just think with that laser like uh, left foot that he has, being able to pick out targets, plus his height, obviously he's got the defensive capabilities as well. So you've got a, a really well rounded winger. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Can't agree more. I would love to see him as he builds that tank. Uh, just at the moment with the the preseason and him not quite getting as much. Uh, Game time, as we all expected and anticipated, I'm just hoping it seems all fairly quiet that uh, maybe that's just a bit of the extra load and um, the program, maybe they've, they are building him up and it's just, all right, if he, he's a slow start to the season, that's fine for me. But yeah, he's a lock for me. Uh, I do see him playing a little bit wing and maybe even forward. I can see that the leadership that he brings and the experience there could free Sis to also be 
further down the ground. If uh, there's moments where that makes sense, because I think he's a big impact player and that voice and that leadership is going to lead by example. But I, I've got CJ, Sicily and Scrimshaw stiff for jars um, for me. So that was my my consideration because he's showing cracking form at this point. But end of season, that's that's my line. So let's mix it up. Um, to be honest, I think those three there, CJ, Sicily and um, Scrimshaw, if they don't get the most intercept marks in the comp as a, as a collective from a team, I'll, I'll don't know, don't know what else to say. Those, those three are insane. So it's one of the most exciting halfback lines in the AFL. Just pound for pound, uh, happy to have that that conversation with any supporter from any team. But all right, Timmy, let's mix it up. Who you got for uh, the centre line? Yeah, so on one wing, I've got Carl Amon. So if you've got a, a bloke who's coming across from Port Adelaide, incredible class. Uh, one, uh, sorry, it was the, the top uh, Brownlow receiver from Port Adelaide. I think he got 15 last season. Composure, obviously, he's experienced. Uh, his ability to be able to hit targets out as well, which is what we want going into that forward line. So he's a lock on one wing. Uh, on the other wing, I've got young Joshy Ward. I think his composure looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, watching him play when he came on, and, and it was in that Geelong game, that scratch match that we didn't actually turn up for. Uh, but watching Joshy Ward when he came on after missing you know, the first quarter, he immediately made an impact. And I go back and, and I've watched, uh, being a school teacher, had time over the, the school holidays just watching some of those KO clips. And you know Ward's ability to, to get the ball and to be able to use it really well, and I think having him on a wing, uh, being able to hit up the likes of, you know, hopefully Mitch Lewis later on in the season is, is something that, as a supporter, I'd love to see. Uh, and then the, in the middle, it's got to be Duke Newcomb, Jai. I think Jai has to be the centerman. Uh, I know that, you know, when you think about the Rovers in the centre, they change their combinations up at every ruck bounce, but I just think having him smack bang in the middle of the team, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be that rock of the midfield this year. Yeah. Brilliant. All right, well, I'm going to jump in. So... I've got Carl Amon. Uh, he every report he, he's contributing, setting standards. Uh, he's just slotted right in beautifully. So well done, um, Carl. I can't disagree. The nuke Jai is just uh, he's everywhere at the moment, isn't he? We were seeing him. Yeah, the Hawks are. There's our new poster boy. So Jai Nukem, absolutely center, and uh, I'm going to go with Will Day here. So this will be potentially. One I think we will disagree on. This has not been rehearsed with <laughs> at all. We intentionally kept this uh, quiet between ourselves so that we could get the reveals. But uh, I'm taking a punt on Daisy's body and it's probably stiff. And I'll, I'll talk to who might be stiff at the end of my my team in the predictions. But I think we'll, if saying we'll build that engine to be a bit more midfield, I just think he gives a lot of poise. He gives a lot of defense and attack smarts. And uh, as a link up, just knowing where to go and even being able to direct traffic, I hear him talking. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to guide others around him as well, just with the experience he's got, because he's a smart, smart footballer. So I see him bringing a lot on the wing. And by end of end of year, we might see him move around in a few spots. I think he's a little bit of a Mr. Fix-It. Uh, but I'm taking the punt on his body. So uh, might be a little bit wrong by the end of season on that one, but I think crossing every finger and toe that uh, Daisy has a uh, every game, that he plays every game. So, Chris, 
We got. Yes, love it. Um, yep, not going to go into too much detail. You guys have covered it. Um, Carl Amon on one wing, Jai in the middle. But I have gone for the guys that you guys have forgotten, Harry Morrison. Just because he hasn't played, hasn't been in the limelight, I think people forgot the year he had last year. People are too quick to forget. Um, I think he was going to recapture that form, and I think he will be the other winger. So for mine, uh, HMO was definitely in the consideration. He has to go up another gear to be in that best 23 for me. He So love it. Love it. You, you put him out there. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, you got thoughts on Harry, Tim? Yeah, I, I obviously, that, he was the uh, the first article I wrote about for Talking Hawks. So I've got a, a real soft spot for Harry Morrison, but I think he's one of those players that when we think to you know, 2024, 2025, 2026, when we're competing or hopefully uh, making the eight and then competing for flags, he's one of those solid players that becomes just one of those solid players that you know you might be able to bring in. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I, I think looking at him, and I, I know he's missed uh, part of the preseason, and obviously he was meant to play last night in the VFL uh, match, but didn't. But yeah, he was one that I, I definitely considered for the wing, but I just think Joshy Ward's got a bit more upside. Yeah, totally. Yeah, one of those reliable... He's got those attributes, hasn't he? I totally agree with you, but uh, not hopefully competing. We will be competing for mine, Tim. Come on, you're as glass half full as me, or maybe a little bit more. So um, that's, yeah, I can see him definitely being a, a massive contributor, potentially in a few different spots in the years to come. All right, half forward. I had a few dilemmas when I got here because my centre half forward, I'm just, uh, yeah, it, it's, I spent too much time having to grapple with this part. But uh, Chris, you're nodding with the green, both of you, actually. Chris, yes, what have you yes. got here? It was probably the most difficult position, not knowing, I guess, how this year is going to play out. But um, I, I stuck with Cozzy. Um with uh, Mitch Lewis potentially coming back, um, I've given him the benefit of the doubt. Um, could have gone with potentially the resting, resting Ruckman or even another option. But but across the line, I've given um, Jarman Impey the nod there. I've moved him off that halfback. I think he can potentially... He, he has to play. In the form he's in, he, he has to have a spot on the ground. And um, I just found it for him in the, the forward line. So Jarman Impey... Uh, Cozzy and uh, Dillamore. I think Dillamore will play a little bit of midfield time as well, but I think he's up on that um, half high half forward. Yep. There you go. So, Cozzy, how many games are you seeing him play? Because fans will probably understand your perspective with Jars, and um, but Cozzy, for him to be in that this team at the end of the year, starting. Starting team, how many games is he playing for you to have him at centre half forward? I was going to say 15 games, mate. I, I think he might have a few uh, injuries, but um, I've, I've got him playing a solid year, mate. All right. Back in so him. He's growing good. Love it. We've got to get behind him. Timmy, how's your uh, centre half forward line? Yeah, look, I, I'm a big Cozzy fan. I, I couldn't put him in my, uh, my half forward line. I think he's. I know he's going to start the season, and uh, I've got a lot of faith in Jacob. But trying to fit in uh, as many of the forwards as we do, especially some of those talented smaller forwards. So I had uh, Connor McDonald on one half forward flank. I think if you 
think about his efforts and what he's been able to achieve. Uh, I think he's doing a phenomenal job. On the other half forward flank, Chad Wingard. And I know for some Hawthorne supporters, they'll sit there and think, will he make it through the season? But I think Peter Burge is getting the best out of him in terms of his body. He's fit and firing, hasn't missed a beat, which is wonderful. And you know, if we can get 20 games out of Wingard, uh, last year he played 10, kicked 17 goals. Imagine if we get 20, he'll kick 34, possibly 40. Uh, you know, He's got the smarts, he's got the skills. It's just about keeping the body on the park. Uh, and then playing as the, uh, the centre-half forward, I've got Fergus Green as that lead-up. I just love the way that Fer goes about it. I know he's not uh, you know, the big monster forward that you, you think of, but his football smarts, his ability to lead off his opponent, to give options to that midfield. Oh, I'd love to see him there for the whole year. Yeah, Ferg, Ferg, Ferg is a word. So I love that. It's it's the part of the dilemma here, isn't it? I was looking at Fergus, what he brings, probably going to be vying for one of the best clubmen in, in the team this whole season. So I feel like everyone's going to love him. Um, if, if they don't already, and uh, what he, we know what he brought to Box Hill has been pretty pretty special. So the experience, you know, five games for the Dogs, liked what I saw of him kicking three goals and uh, against Collingwood and, and setting up Meek, and you know, there's 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 a really good argument to be had for for Fergus being here. He's one ninety. I had to look up his height, uh, one ninety centimeters, and yeah, so. Similar, I think Gunners was 194, um, 193. There you go. So it's there's that similarity. He's probably a little bit lighter than than Gunners, but well, it's a hard one, fans. We want to know what your thoughts are on this because this is this is one of the toughest positions I think for us to fill with the current list. What does the best team look like here? So I've got C Mac Connor McDonald. Absolutely have to clarify that now. Um, Connor McDonald is half for what he is bringing is special. You're right, Tim. Just the poise, the decision making is in tight spaces. At half what he's creative, and he's just got that that team first. Um, whilst loving a goal, I think he's just got a brilliant balance there. So he, he's a, a lock for me. As is Dylan Moore. The run. It's the leadership, all of that. It's uh, it's brilliant. And sadly, I'm not going to put Fergus in mind. I think he's going to be one of the stiff ones for this year. Uh, it's rough. We've pre-season, we're toying with Jekka. I was like, yeah, is he going to be in the mix here? But what we're seeing on the paddock, I'm like, okay, he's going to have to come from a fair way. Um not back, but just the adjustment into the forward line being thrown both ends and I think capability mindset-wise, if he, he makes a, lot, a a good jump, he can get a few games and, and might be on this centre-half forward line. So, But I, I'm going to pick Cozzy and I'm not not flying with my confidence, I must admit, but uh, I'm, I'm backing him in because he has shown the, the potential in the past I think it's stringing it together. It just looks like it's confidence to me, game by game, week by week. I know what the some of the coaches do in just breaking up the week for a, a young group and what does success look like to keep them focused and, you know, once the game's behind them, you're just moving on quickly and, you know, it's session by session. It, it, so it's someone like Cozzy where I think it might be a little bit of confidence and just, the, you know, just form. It just... Session after session, that's exactly the way to build it up. So I'm hoping across the games that he's he's a strong unit. He's fast. So 
I hope he can bring what he has shown us glimpses of in the past. And wouldn't surprise me if he gets a few bags of, of five and, you know, what does that do uh, to a fella's confidence? So, Cozzy is uh, two out of two against one here, Timmy. So, welcome welcome to the uh, crystal ballroom of uh, Talking Hawks. So, this is the bragging right, fans. What, what are we getting right? What are we... Uh, what have we lost our minds on here, if any? So, all right, full forward line. Um, let's go, Timmy. Yeah, Dylan Moore. Uh, I've got him in there. And obviously, he'll he'll uh, move up the ground at different parts of the game as well. Mitch Lewis. Uh, seen images of him back running, uh, speaking to a few of the players. Obviously, it's just about how the knee reacts uh, to the load that they're putting through it. So, I think he'll be back. And I think once he's back, they'll uh, they'll keep him firing and he'll he'll be in there in our best 23 by the end of the season. Uh, and then Luke Bruce. I know he's coming to the twilight of his career, but you know the way that Punky's able to use those football smarts, the way he's able to read the flight of the ball, he's kicking for goal, uh, will be you know highly beneficial. And, and also that experience that he adds to the list. So I can't see him moving out of that full forward line by the end of the season. Chris? You ready for me, mate? Well, here's the controversy. Uh, Luke Bruce, absolute legend but uh, slowing down later in the career and with these young kids pushing through, I didn't find a spot for him by the end of the year. And I, and I think and I think they'll probably give him a farewell game anyway, but for the sake of the conversation, I've got uh, Connor McDonald, Mitch Lewis, and I've kept Fergus Green in the side. I just think his um, ability to play different roles in that forward line as a leading forward, um, his ability to to look for other players first as well. He's very unselfish and um, he's, I think he's going to be a very good player for us. So I've kept him in and um, sorry, Brewsty and sorry, Wingard. Chad did not make my forward line either. So yeah, big call. I just think uh, Chad's uh, body hasn't held up and that was my reason for leaving him out based on the fact that he's, yeah, his history has not uh, held him up. The controversy. There it is. There it is. Well, it's not necessarily this team being where they will get a game round 23. It's who is the best by the end of season. So I still think Brucey will be one of the best for mine to disagree with you politely. But uh, so I do have uh, Brucey in, in the pocket. Um, yes, Lewis, 100%. And I've, I've got a spot for, for Chad. So probably stiff on, on Sam Butler. Uh, I think we're going to see games from him this season. I, I wouldn't surprise me if you see Brocky and, and uh, Seamus Mitchell get a, a few games as well. But uh, it's an interesting – there's depth, but the experience, you know, come 23 games, how many of them are going to get, um, you know, a run of games at the top level? And we've seen uh, Ward and, and Conor McDonald get, you know, backed in and, um, you know, DGB, others get, get numbers of games. So it, that's all potentially a factor here. But, uh, yeah, as far as best by the end of 2023 20, – um, yeah, Brewsty, Lewis, and Wingard. So, as I said, Fergus is my stiff one. But I like your thinking because watching enough of Box Hill last season, Fergus's ability to be adaptable, 100% it's there. He's strong overhead. He leads well. He doubles back super well. And that was a bit of the game plan, you know, seeing the speed. So, you know, if, if Fergus is doing all of that, which... I don't doubt that he will when he's playing. He's going to, I think, take the ball by the horns with uh, his this opportunity at AFL. If he's kicking bags, it's going to be hard to 
you know, he's kicking two or three a week. It's going to be hard to dislodge him, to be honest. So, uh, Fergus, bring the challenge. This is, uh, this is what we want from a developing side, these hard decisions. But let's go to the, uh, okay, the followers. So, uh, I'll kick it off. I've definitely got jo- Josh Ward. He's going to keep getting games. We love what he's bringing. Uh, the Ruck is an interesting one, but I've got Lloyd Meek just sneaking in. I think we'll see Ned's a little bit more laconic. Is he? Personality. Well, uh, my impression's there. I've got to have a few chats with you, Ned. Um I think it's going to improve him a lot because Meek's going to challenge even just what we saw on the wing against Collingwood. Having a crack, backing himself in, he got run down by Morshaw uh, against Collingwood. I don't mind it. It's But I think Meek is going to give us that little bit more to be that starting ruck. And Cooper Stevens probably, I think he's going to get a good look in um, at opportunities. I think Ned Long's going to get games this year, but I've, I'm going to back in warps. Uh, talking to him late, late last year, the shoulder was his first major injury and he found it tough, but he was working really, really hard. And we're hearing that he's one of the hardest workers in the club. You know, as far as talking between the players and standard setting, Warps is right up there. So I think with he's got a runway now in front of him with uh, a few experienced mids now, uh, no longer in the brown and gold. I've got James Warple starting. So that's I'm I'm backing him in. Timmy. Yeah, I've gone with you uh, in terms of Lloyd Meek as the Ruckman. I just think uh, the way that he follows up around the ground just gives you almost like a fourth midfielder, which is going to be uh, beneficial, especially because we, we do have such a young midfield. Yeah, uh, I've got yeah, Cooper Stevens. I've got him uh, in starting as one of the followers. I mean, if the club sits there and, and Sam Mitchell wanted to get him at the end of this year, 2023, and they were able to get him, uh, prime out of Geelong a year earlier, that tells you that, you know, if Sam's picking you as a player, then you've certainly got a ton of potential. So that'll be something that uh, that we can look forward to seeing this year. Uh, and the other one I've got there, and, and this is from watching uh, not only the sort of match simulations that Hawthorne have had, but also the, the last two practice matches is Will Day. His ability to go forward, to go back, uh, being that that follower out the back to get the, the quick handball and then being able to take off and release. And I think we're going to see the best of Daisy this year. He's put on about seven kilos. I mean, he still looks uh, still looks very small, but I, he's put on seven on that frame. And I just think a bit of confidence through him. If he can get through the first five, six, seven rounds injury-free, uh, we'll see something amazing from Will by the end of the year. Seven kegs is very impressive for that sort of a physique. And... Wow. Wow, Daisy. So are you seeing more, is that around the ground or is it the centre bounce? What, what's swaying you there with Daisy as a, as a starting mid? Yeah, it, it was both uh, so centre bounces and also stoppages around the ground. Just his ability to use that football smarts to find the loose player, to find that target, just to be able to break away uh, from packs. And then also watching his ability to, to run from contest to contest to contest. Uh, that endurance that he has. So I think that's that's something that I, I've really enjoyed watching uh, and hopefully we'll continue to see uh, in our best 23 by the yeah. end of 23. Love it. Love it. It's, uh, he's put it out there. Cooper Stevens. So 22 years of age, 188 centimetres, 83 kegs. So, uh, yeah, it's. I hope, like you're saying, we've sought him out. 
I think he's going to get backed in. I, I think he will establish himself in the regular, you know, 22. Um, would be, I'm fascinated to see what he what he has got in him under that tutelage of um, of Selwood uh, in years gone by. So, Chris, what are you bringing? Yep. I do love that uh, Will Day choice. But, um, okay, so I've gone against you guys. I've kept um, Ned Reeves in the ruck. Uh, he is a better tap ruckman, so I think he's the first choice in the centre bounce. So starts on the ground as a ruckman as much as uh, Lloyd Meek is pushing and challenging. Um, joining um, Jai in the middle, I've got Wardy as well. I think he's... Um, just his footy smarts, his ability in the middle is uh, phenomenal. So I've got him getting there by the end of the year. And Will Day as well, I've gone with. That combination of uh, extraction and handball ability, uh, I think they're just going to kill it, those three. I think it's going to be a good mix. So um, Warple is going to start, I think, this season. But I, I just couldn't fit him in there by the end of the season. There we go. That's why we're doing this one. It's the Crystal Ball Show. The bragging rights are up for grab fans. Let us know what you think. And uh, these, yeah, check it out on talkinghawks.com. There'll be an article with you might be reading it around uh, this podcast that you're watching or this uh, YouTube that you're watching right now. Uh, right. Give us your comments. Interchange. This is interesting when we're building the depth. This is almost just as hard because for me, I'm thinking who's going to be developed? in different positions because we've got that those named on the field it's i think those that can play two positions um things like against certain teams we're going to need that elite skill ruckman's a, a classic it might change based on um the opposing ruckman who you got starting and you want the height you know, of raves and tapping abilities but sometimes you just want that absolute you know based competitor and follow-up of, of a make so tim kick us off who's on your interchange we've got uh and then we'll save the emergency for last so Who's i've got great? uh yeah cam mckenzie uh he's on the the interchange bench so from watching him in that last practice match against collingwood uh, the class that the, the kid has uh, the composure, the time he has with the ball, ability to lower the eyes. He's one that will definitely get game time uh, this year. So I think Frenchie will be on the interchange bench. Uh, the human padlock, Finn McGuinness, I think he definitely has to be there. You know, his ability to go and lock down on the best, uh, on the best midfielder, the best player uh, in terms of an opposition team, I think that's something that Sam absolutely loves. And uh, From talking to Finn, he absolutely loves playing that role as well. So I think Finn will be in there. Jack Scrimshaw for that ability to be able to play halfback, wing, possibly in the forward line if we need him to. Uh, so he's definitely there. Uh, and then I've also uh, decided to place Ned Reeves. Now, this was a tough one because I was tossing up between Ned Reeves uh, and Maxi Lynch. And I, I know that Max Lynch obviously doesn't have the same ruck craft as Ned Reeves does, but Lynch's follow-up work around the ground, endurance, uh, he's marking obviously has a fair few strings to his bow. So it was a toss-up between those two for that second ruck position because I know that Sam Mitchell loves having uh, the two rucks as we saw last year when I think we played two rucks in six games and won five of them. So, you know, it's a, a good combination, a good good thing to have. Uh, and then sub, are we naming, naming a sub? Uh, hold on, hold on. Oh. We'll get to that one. I, it, it's, it, it fascinates me that we're talking 
by the end of this season, possibly, you know, how can you, like entertaining Scrimshaw coming off the bench? I, I, I can't. Maybe, but I don't think so. And and maybe it's how I see him. But it's like, wow, you know, that's a that's a big call to me, um, Chris. Yeah, no, it is a big call, but we're we're talking about a fully fit list here of trying to squeeze everyone in, and it's a hard it's a hard job. So. Um, I, I've agreed with Timmy there with the two ruck combo. I've got Lloyd Meek starting on my bench. Um, and I think they'll rotate down forward too. I think, um, Reeves will actually spend a bit of time forward as well. It, it's pretty hard to, uh, stop the guy marking the ball and he's actually not a bad kick. So, um, yeah, so I've gone with the two ruck combo, which is hard because that squeezes other players out of the team. Um, but what have we got here? Sorry. Uh, I've got Cooper Stevens as well. I was really liked having him in my starting midfield, but I could not put Daisy on the bench. Daisy had to start on the ground. So um, I, I found a spot for Cooper Stevens to be there by the end of the year. Um, I've gone with Cam McKenzie as well. Oh, <laughs> kid looks like an absolute gun. So um, again, just the other players had him beat to start on the ground, but I had to have him in there. And I've gone with uh, Lockie Bramble. I just love what he brings um, as far as uh, covering the ground and his ball use is quite elite, I think. So he makes the right decisions and doesn't uh, make too many mistakes. So it's hard to give him a starting spot on the ground. I don't know where that is because he could play that uh, that backline role or push up onto the wing. But um, I found a spot for him on my bench. Yeah. Uh, These tough calls, you're right. It's my head explosion happened when I'm trying to work out between Con and Ash, Finn McGuinness, and I think Weddle's going to go all right. And I, between 187 and 197 in height, they are look, McGuinness is 80 kilos and 187, but you've got Nash at 197 and 92, you've got Weddle at 192 and 92 kilos, and the aerobic ability. I just think. Yeah, Weddle's going to be uh, really pushing and he's going to get games. So for mine, I had to make the tough call. I think Finn is definitely going to get games. He's going to have assignments. He's going to be attacking, but he's going to be unfortunate in my side to not make this best 23. Uh, Matt, are you making excuses before you've even picked players? I'm just telling you where I'm coming from. So Finn misses out is what I'm saying. Weddle. I think he's going to be uh, just in an absolute arm wrestle for, for a spot, and uh, but I'm, I'm not going to quite give him the nod. Uh, I'm going to give it to Nashi, just, uh, just by whisker, and maybe I can't even articulate why fully in this, but there's uh, Chris has already given me a ribbing, so I won't wrap it on. I've got McKenzie as well. Uh, Cam is impressive. Um, do like Frenchie, what he brings, and I've got Ned Reeves. I agree. The two Ruckman. We might not see all games, but I think that is part of our best. And I'm going to kick us off with the sub. I've got uh, I've got Stevens, Cooper Stevens in, and I may be entirely wrong here. He might just really carve out this spot for himself, and I think he's going to take the ball by the horns as well. Um, Ned Long was my other consideration. Just just liking, you've got the soft spot, I think, for Long and Weddle. But, uh, yeah, Cooper Stevens for mine. So, Chris, 
who's your emergency? My uh, emergency is Finn McGuinness. Um, bit stiff to miss out, um, as is Nash. And I think Nash is a really good choice as a sub, but um, I think Finn just got the nod just purely because he should be in the side and I didn't find a spot for him. And Timmy? Yeah, I had Connor Nash. Yeah, Connor Nash is the sub. I think uh, the club loves him. Sam Mitchell absolutely loves him. His ability to play multiple positions, whether it's inside mid, whether it's on a wing, whether it's as a, a forward, uh, can even go into the ruck as well. So I think there's a lot, uh, a lot of roles that Nash can play. Absolutely. All right, fans, there it is. Uh, it's on the table. The crystal ball's there. The Talking Hawks bragging rights are uh, up for grabs. Tell us what you think of our team's best 23, two. Um, by the end of the season, there's going to be a lot of changes. We're going to see a lot of exciting things. Uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can do that on the podcast, depending on what you're listening to. Go Hawks.